Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. You're listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with your word for today on the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I want to share with you today the first reading, which is from the prophet Zephaniah. The, uh, the gospel will be very well known to you, and, uh, and I suggest you read that as well yourselves or listen to it um, in Mass. But it's the, it's the theme of, of joy in the uh, in in the prophecy of Zephaniah, that uh, that strikes me, and I want to share. Shout for joy, daughter of Zion! Israel, shout aloud! Rejoice, exult with all your heart, daughter of Jerusalem! The Lord has repealed your sentence; He has driven your enemies away. The Lord, the King of Israel, is in your midst. You have no more evil to fear. When that day comes, word will come to Jerusalem. Zion, have no fear. Do not let your hands fall limp. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exult with joy over you. He will renew you by his love. He will dance with shouts of joy for you, as on a day of festival. Now, if I came round to your house and I brought with me a beautiful bunch of flowers, exquisite chocolates and a fabulous dinner all prepared, And then I heard you say to someone, oh, Father Toby popped round today to say hello, and then didn't add anything further. I might be saying hello myself. Hello, what about the flowers? Hello, what about the chocolates? Hello, what about the dinner? Now, this might seem to go against the grain of many of my previous homilies, where I've encouraged us to focus not so much on what you can give to people, not to focus so much on the gifts you bring, but on the gift that is yourself. You might have heard me say, particularly in the context of the poor, who we can often dismiss with a gift of cash as we rush on by, that your presence can actually be a present. But actually, I'm not contradicting myself on this occasion. I'm sure that happens on plenty of others, but it's never deliberate. Part of the reason that your presence is more important than the gifts that you bring is that the presence of a baptized Christian brings Christ. When Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, I always used to focus on Mary's generosity in going to the hill country to visit her cousin and helping her in the latter months of her pregnancy. 
But as a professor of mine in Rome pointed out, this really is to misunderstand today's feast. Because it's after the birth of a child that the help becomes really precious. I'm always astounded, in fact, at just how much of their regular activity many women maintain right up until the days before birth. But it seems to me that Mary leaves just at the point that she would have become really useful. Come the birth of John the Baptist, when there's so much more to be done, she is back in Nazareth. And so the real significance of this feast is that almost as soon as she receives the Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary rushes off to see Elizabeth to bring the Lord to her and to her son. Mary rushes off to share her joy because this is what joy demands. Joy is not like pleasure to be savoured alone. Joy is to be shared and thus multiplied. Mary brings Jesus to Elizabeth and John the Baptist, and they all rejoice. We were having a conversation about Marian piety the other week in the Priory, and I recounted how exasperating it was when in Rome you saw signs next to paintings of Mary that in Italian on the sign spoke of venerare in the context of prayer to Mary. And then the translator somehow avoiding the obvious and correct translation of venerare into English of venerate, had put worship. And you thought of all those Protestants who would come through Rome and have their worst suspicions of those idolatrous Catholics confirmed. And I think it's also the case that sometimes our Marian piety in the church can become excessive. I heard of one person saying, I desperately hope to get to heaven so that I can meet Mary. And Jesus, said the person they were speaking to. Yes, but mainly Mary. The most crucial thing about the visitation is that Mary carries Jesus. And to focus on this is not to diminish Mary in any way. Rather, to ignore that Mary carries Jesus is to ignore the cause of Mary's glory and so to make her just like anyone else. When, as one writer beautifully puts it, Mary was a ciborium and eventually became a monstrance. Mary carried her creator. She brought the one who is greater than herself. And so to bring it back to us and the gifts that we bring when we are present with others, not chocolates, not flowers, not dinner, or at least not most importantly, do we not all do the same as Mary? By baptism, we bear one who is greater than ourselves, one who gives us our most profound identity and worth. When Mary brings Christ to Elizabeth, Elizabeth, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, awakens something in Mary. For the first time, Mary gives voice in the Magnificat to the incredible things that God is working through her. For this reason, the visitation has also been referred to as a sacrament of friendship. Mary shared the Holy Spirit she had received, but Elizabeth in her turn awakened the Spirit in Mary through her words of prophecy. And then Mary bursts out in jubilation, and she does so not out of false humility, sorry, or when she does so, she doesn't out of false humility, 
hide the great things that had been done in her. For she knew it was the Lord who had done them, and that only his name is holy. She saw herself as a fruit of his mercy, and she felt no need to efface herself in order to make God greater. Quite the contrary, in fact. It was in her high calling that God's greatness was seen. And so she dared to say the unprecedented but true words, Henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Whilst I've cautioned against the veneration of Mary that ends up being indistinguishable from worship, perhaps I should close by asking, why is it that a large part of Christianity is so afraid to praise Mary, when, as she herself foretold in the Holy foretold in the scriptures under the power of the Holy Spirit that the whole world would exalt her. And since her mission is identical to that of her sons, it concerns the whole world and therefore must also be acknowledged by the whole world. On Monday we celebrated the feast of Mary, mother of the church, the church which by baptism we became a part of. And her mission is our mission, and we should not downplay the great things that God has done for us. We should bring Christ to others, not just in our persuasive words, not just in the gifts we bring, but in our very being. The blessings of God should be visible in us, and perhaps most importantly, our joy should be contagious. When you go to visit someone, perhaps you'll forget the flowers, perhaps you'll forget the chockies and the dinner. Don't forget Jesus, or rather don't forget to make him visible in your joy and in your compassion. I don't think it is any of you who will transform the world, not even Christ through you. I think it is your friendships that will transform the world. Saying yes like Mary to God also means saying yes to our fellow man and woman. To receive a mission from God always means to grow deeper into the human community. Nothing you have received is solely for you. Everything must be shared, and in being shared, like the bread and the fish, it gets multiplied. Herbert McCabe, who I've been reading more of lately, pointed out the inextricable link between theological ethics, which is essentially the study of relations and friendships, and sacramental theology. Now, in the purely human economy, when I share, I have less. But in the sacramental economy, when I share, we both have more. Magnifica, anima mea Sericordia eius 
This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.